why did I want to go into dentistry? What about dentistry was appealing to me? Is there another career that maybe might be similar, that might be attractive to me, that it might be a good fit for me, that will use my, my education, my knowledge? So I think in retrospect, I did realize in the end, everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. So even now, when I go through some type of rejection or something that I wanted and I didn't get, in my mind, I realized that that's maybe not what's meant for me. And whatever is meant for me is always the better plan. This is Wolfpack Career Chats, your favorite personal and professional development podcast. You will hear inspiring stories, people overcoming obstacles. This is Marcy Bullock, and I devote my life to helping other people figure out what to devote theirs to. Remember my top five P's. Stay present, trust the process, explore your path, release the pressure valve, and unleash your potential. Hello, this is Marcy Bullock. Welcome to Wolfpack Career Chats. Today, I have an NC State alum, Diana Joseph. Welcome, Diana. Thank you, Marcy, for having me. So happy to have this conversation today. We realized before the episode started that we talk every few years and every time we refresh our relationship, it's so energizing for me to hear about your journey. So why don't you start off by telling our listeners a little bit about why you came to NC State, what you studied and where it led you to today. So I actually went to high school at science and math in Durham, North Carolina, and that was a wonderful experience for me, but it was a smaller school. And I think when I was ready to graduate, I really wanted to go to a very big school. I knew I wanted to stay in North Carolina. And when I went to NC State, it I felt like this was, that was where I wanted to be. I, it was such a big campus and I knew I just wanted to be around a lot more people. So it was ended up being a good fit for me. Literally every single day I was meeting someone new. There were so many opportunities for us there. And that's kind of what led me to go to NC State. And I decided to do my major in biology, the concentration human biology, because my plan at the time was to go to dental school after college. Excellent. And so studying science, which we're known for being at this big university, (laughs) like you said, where there's so many different things that take advantage of and to find yourself and develop your skills. What you were going to do was dentistry, but life had something else (laughs) in the cards for you. Tell us about that. Yes. So it didn't go as I planned. I kept basically getting waitlisted and it was, so I graduated from NC State in 2014. And then I went to pursue my master's to become a little bit more competitive as a candidate for dental school. And I went to a school in Mississippi because one of the dental schools I reached out to said that was a really good program and it prepared the students when they entered uh, professional school. So I went there, I got my master's and I applied to dental school and kept getting either waitlisted or rejected. And I yeah, and I just couldn't figure out what was happening. It's funny, my husband's actually a dentist and we have to take a um, kind of like a... a, a a board is called the DAT and dental admission testing. So you have to take that test before you apply to dental school. And my score was higher than his and my grades were good. So I couldn't figure it out. I was like, what is it? Why can I not get into school? And that was a very challenging time for me. I felt very lost and I didn't know which direction to go because even when I was little, all I ever said I wanted to do was become a dentist and all my skill set, all my volunteer experience, all my entire background was 
kind of tunnel vision towards dentistry. And when it wasn't happening for me, I just, I felt so lost and just really had no idea what to do next. Right. And I appreciate you being so honest about this feeling of being lost and comparing yourself. It sounds like to your, your now husband, you know, mm-hmm. wow, my test scores are better. And I always <laughs> tell people, you know, when you compare it equals despair, it's never a good thing. And, and mm-hmm. Diana, this rejection that you got so many students experience this, how did you push through that and, and say to yourself, wow, these people keep telling me to wait or they've rejected me? Am I worthy? What was your answer? Yeah, that was very tough. I mean, I'll be honest, in the moment, I definitely had a lot of doubt. And I I felt devastated, really, you know, I, this is what I had planned for my life. But I think as the years progressed, I was kind of able to sit and reflect, I think after I finished my master's, I was very happy, I went ahead and pursued that even, you know, I had initially did it to kind of continue that and use that knowledge to go into dental school. But even after I finished, I was happy that I went ahead and did it, even though, you know, my next step wasn't dental school. But I think in retrospect, I realized that was just not the place I needed to be. And I think that was kind of the beginning for me of the pattern of realizing if something doesn't work out for me, that's just not where I'm meant to be. So, you know, in in the moment, I just, it was very difficult. I, stayed motivated. I remember reaching out to you to kind of figure out, Hey, do you have any advice? Do you, you know, do you know anyone that may have gone a different direction and maybe I can kind of pursue or look into other options. But at the moment, I just didn't know what to do, but I think I just try to stay positive and I try to stay motivated and try to figure out what do I like? What do I want? Why did I want to go into dentistry? What about dentistry was appealing to me? Is there another career that maybe might be similar, that might be attractive to me, that it might be a good fit for me, that will use my my education, my knowledge? So I think in retrospect, I did realize in the end, everything happened the way it was supposed to happen. So even now, when I go through some type of rejection or something that I wanted and I didn't get in my mind, I've realized that that's maybe not what's meant for me. And whatever is meant for me is always the better plan. So I just kind of trust the process and stay positive in that regard. What great advice. And, you know, this, this notion of what was in store for you, we'll get to in a minute. I just want to talk a little bit more about this feeling you have of being devastated. And, and you told me, your whole life, you had thought this, I'm just imagining little Diana pretending like (laughs) she's a dentist, you know, as a little girl. And I see this with so many students, you know, it's like, everything about their identity is Mm -hmm. wrapped up into this one goal. And if I don't reach this goal, you know, really, who am I? And this is this tip you had about reaching out and using resources for other people. How did you though, stay motivated? Um, Let's, let's just get into that part about being positive. It's easy to say, but wow, it's hard, isn't it? It's so hard, but I know we're going to talk about this later, but my gout strength is actually my second one. It's positivity. So I understand it comes a little bit more naturally to me than most people, but I think that's just how my mind works that I'm a very spiritual person at heart. So in my heart, I do feel, you know, if it doesn't work out, then there's something better in store for me. And I've always kind of told myself that as I go through those challenging times that if it didn't happen, it wasn't meant for me and something better is in store. So I have, that's kind of my mantra throughout life that if it didn't happen, it's not meant for me, something better will come. And that's kind of how I I try not to stress about things and stay going forward, staying motivated. You know, there are days 
when I question everything and wonder, can I stay motivated today? You know, I'm not saying I'm, I'm positive every single day. There's definitely times when I feel very down and I just kind of let myself feel those emotions. I think it's very okay to accept that you're feeling that way, but, you know, not letting it kind of take you away from continuing forward because, you know, maybe that's just not where we're meant to be. It's funny now, my husband and I say, good thing we're both not dentists because it's a different lifestyle. Maybe we wouldn't have been able to do a lot of things that we're able to do now. So now I think I'm able to really appreciate that. But, you know, staying motivated, I just, again, reaching out, I reached out to you. I, I tried to connect with a lot of different people in all types of different fields because I just didn't know where to start job searching, really. I didn't know much about anything else and what all was out there. Would I be happy where I go next? So in that time, I really did take the time to reach out to people, do my own research, figure out what that what that person does. Do they like their job? What don't they like about their job? So I really try to make the effort of staying positive and using my connections to really do my research to understand what else is out there. Where can I see myself going next? Thank you for getting into the the details of that, Diana. And it reminded me of a conversation I had in episode 87 with Dr. Kristen Murphy. And I hope our listeners can check it out because she talks about going through a really tough time in her life and how she used mindfulness and how you just talked about the importance of resilience. And I love this idea that you have this mantra that you would just see <laughs> yourself. That is very, very important. And also, that you let yourself have bad days, right? Mm -hmm. That, you know, Mm -hmm. but you didn't wallow in it. It's kind of this notion of the hot stove when you put your hand on it. It's really painful. And how long do you want to leave your hand on it? And so you were able to feel those feelings, process through them. And as you alluded to, you have positivity in your top strengths, which we'll, we'll dive into in a minute. And now you have found this new direction. So let's hear Mm -hmm. about what I hate to even say plan B to students. It makes it sound like (laughs) you, you missed out on what you really were meant to do, but almost like a parallel plan. Uh, revealed itself to you. So tell us about what you're doing now. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it originally was my plan B. So I was already in the, I was in a dental office getting my hours for dental school. So I was a dental assistant and I happened to get the opportunity to work for a dental company. It was a small dental company and I was going to be doing dental sales. So in my head, I thought, okay, well, this would be a good transition. I know a lot about this industry. I I work in a dental office. I understand this instrument. I understand the importance of it. So I felt for me, based on my background, my knowledge, that would be a very good transition for me. I was a little hesitant about getting into sales because I never pictured myself as a salesperson. So I did that for about two years and I wasn't fully satisfied, I guess I should say. I wasn't completely happy. And I wasn't able to continue in the into another dental company because I had a non-compete. So that's what made me kind of pivot into the medical industry. And when I was doing my research into the medical industry, I, I was aware of Stryker when I was in the dental side, but I, as I continued my research in the medical industry, I realized Stryker was the big name that was out there. And I said, that's the company I want to work for. And when I looked into their culture and what they're about, I wanted to work for them even more. <laughs> so it, it aligned with my values, what I wanted to do. But Stryker is such a huge corporation and there are so many opportunities within that company. I didn't really know which direction to go. So I took a entry-level position as a stepping stone to really educate myself on the company, kind of get 
you know, familiar with it. And then within a year's time, I got a promotion into a clinical sales rep role. And I, when I joined Stryker, many people had told me, oh, you'd be good as a sales rep. But in my head, I was like, I don't like sales. You know, I had a previous experience with sales. I just don't like it. I don't really see myself there. So I kind of didn't let myself go that direction. And at one point, I, I guess I sat down and thought about it because everyone kept telling me that I had, like, I'd be good in sales. So I was like, well, maybe they're seeing something I don't. So I kind of sat down and looked into it, talked to some other sales reps that were in that position, got an idea of what the day-to-day was like and took that leap of faith and went for the promotion and got it luckily. And when I got into that role, I loved it. It was a very different experience altogether. So even though I was in dental sales and I didn't think I would want to go into medical sales, I realized that I loved it over here, but maybe it was because that experience was just completely different. And recently I just switched over to our ENT division before I was in the endoscopy division. And I feel that this division is even more of a fit for me because I feel very much a part of, I work with doctors and they use our products when they're treating their patients. So I feel very much a part of their treatment planning uh, group. And I feel that I'm more of an educator than I am a salesperson because a lot of these patient populations do not have many treatment options. And the medical industry is constantly coming out with amazing technology and innovation. And I feel it's my job to get that out there. Hey, there's this new technology that might help a huge part of your patients that aren't getting treated right now. So I feel very much as an educator to provide various options to doctors to help give their patients the best care possible. So I realized this is something I'm very passionate about and I love my job and feel very appreciated and valued and feel like I'm doing something worthwhile, which is what I was kind of worried about when I was looking at a plan B. But it's funny because now this is kind of, I wish I had known about this career path sooner. I think I told you that last time. I just didn't even know that this was an option as a career. And I wish I had known about it sooner because I absolutely love it. It's a good fit for me. I can feel the energy as you talk about this new direction that you didn't even have any eyes open to when you were an undergraduate. And, you know, it's it's interesting when you tell that story, Diana, because you had one track mind and mm-hmm. like you said, didn't even know about all the other options. And you mentioned how important it was to align this career with your values, which I love because mm-hmm. I read we spend 13 years of our adult lives in our professional identity in the, in the mm-hmm. career side. I mean, it's a lot of time. And so yes. you're not doing something that really you talked about passion and why it's so rewarding to educate people who are sick and and educate these doctors about the the different um, tools and devices that you have. It sounds like it's perfect for you. And so this is a great message for a lot of listeners to realize there's so many things out there. I think I read that there's going to be 33 million new jobs in two years that don't even exist now. So students, wow. you don't need to stress in, in you know, right. 2021. I mean, just go ahead and realize that you can be undecided or even deciding, which is an even more positive thing. So what is your day like? Just walk us through kind of a typical day in the life of an associate sales rep, which by the way, congratulations on your promotion. Thank you. So it varies from day to day, which I actually like, even though I'm a very structured person, I appreciate how different each of my days can be. There are days when I wake up and the first thing I have to do is either go into the OR for surgery that day or a doctor's office. And I could be there all day. And there are other days when I am at home all day, just planning, or we have meetings and 
lately I've been having a lot of training and there was one whole week where I'm at home and part of my computer because everything's virtual now and I'm going through training. So each of my days is very different and it's really based on when my surgeons are doing surgery so I can go in and support them or whenever they need me to come in. So it, there's a lot of variation in my day, but most of it's kind of planning around when my cases are and seeing when we have meetings and with our within our company, but also with future customers or potential customers. So much variety. And, and it sounds like every day is different and you, you really are using your best self at work. And you touched on your strengths earlier. And a lot of students who take the career exploration professional development classes complete the Clifton Strengths Finder um, that is designed by Gallup. So how does your company use your top five strengths when they do team building? And maybe you can share what yours are and how they fit in this role you have currently. Yeah, I remember reading that book. I think it was a freshman in NC State. And I don't know why it didn't connect with me that well back then. But now I am a huge fan of Gallup Strengths. Our company, we each employee has to get, they go through, they take the Gallup test to see what their top strengths are. And in a lot of what we do when we communicate or when we're doing presentations or I'm meeting someone new, that's kind of one of the first things we say, oh, these are my top five Gallup Strengths. So it's very much our identity within our company. And we've the whole concept of the Gallup strength, it's you're focusing on your strengths. So you want to enhance what comes to you naturally, which is such a simple concept, but I don't, you know, I feel as a society, we don't really embrace that because I remember as a kid, if I'm not good at a certain subject, I remember my parents sitting me down and making me practice those things over and over and over again until it became my strength. But with whole strength finders concept, it's, well, why don't we just enhance what comes naturally to that person? Because if it comes to them naturally, they're going to be naturally good at it and that's going to keep them happy. So within our company, each job we take, we have to do a Gallup test. So it's a part of our interview process. If we don't pass that Gallup interview, we don't get the job. So at this point, I've done three Gallup interviews and for each of the jobs I've taken at Stryker. And after each one, I had no idea if I got the job or not. I actually thought I didn't get the job after the Gallup interview because it was so tough. And the questions were, they in my head, they don't seem to relate to what I'm going to do in that job. But it makes sense that they would want to see if you're, if you have the personality for that job is, you know, a salesperson's personality is very different than someone who's doing research and development or engineering. So they really want to make sure that you are going to be happy at your job. And my top five strengths are connectedness, positivity, individualization, discipline, and achiever. So based on my strengths, I feel like being a sales rep is a really good fit for me, especially in the division I'm in. I feel it's very rewarding and it fits my needs and satisfies those needs for me to keep going day to day and get me motivated. That's amazing how it ties into the whole culture of your organization, because when students are in my class, I'm not sure they realize that this actually is relevant to your whole career path. So we'll link up to how students can complete that assessment if they haven't completed it yet. Um, so I'm Woo, communication, activator, strategic, and empathy. And just like you said, Diana, like every day in my job, which I spend more time there than with my loved ones, I'm using all five 
five of those. And it makes me feel so rewarded that I can be myself. And like you said, it comes so naturally. I'm so grateful that you found this new path and that you are are moving along in your career. And we're now going to move into our time machine. Our time has gone by, ooh, it's gone by fast. So we're going to go 20 years into the future and ask Diana Joseph of 2000 and let me think 41. What would you need to hear today from your wiser future self? I think the advice I would give to myself is to find a balance in my life. I think it's very normal for us to, especially when we're younger, to put everything into our jobs, to, you know, climb the ladder. But I think it's so important to find the balance and make time for your friends, make time for your family, make time for your work and really find a good balance and make sure to take care of yourself first. Because if you don't, you're not going to be able to give your best self to your the people in your life and the things you do. So I think that's the advice I would give. Such a wise piece of advice. Thank you so much, Diana. Thank you, Mars. I really appreciate you giving me the opportunity to share my story.